the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on the Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. Did everybody enjoy their weekend? It was beautiful. And you were freed from your Buckeye loyalty because everybody feels like they're disloyal if they don't watch the Buckeyes or whatever. So on the off week, I have beautiful weather. Get a lot of stuff done outside, take a walk, enjoy the day. Of course, the Browns ruined it yesterday, but that's, that's what they do. Uh, Bengals won in New Orleans, beat former Bengal quarterback Andy Dalton. Uh, it was not such a beautiful weekend. If you are someone who pays attention to uh, crime in Columbus, we had a 17-year-old girl murdered last night. Uh, she is the fourth, fourth, I said, young person, three or 17, one was 13, to die, uh, to be murdered in the last week. Now, one of them was shot September the 25th and had an array of surgeries, but died Saturday. So the crime numbers in Columbus continue to be far in excess of where they should be. And our city leaders uh, have not yet seen the need to do what I would do twofold. Number one, I would partner uh, with FBI, DEA, whatever I, whoever I could partner with, and I would declare an all-out assault on gangs in the city of Columbus, because I think a lot of this stems from gang activity. Young guys get sucked into gangs. They become violent. They may not be doing gang business at the time that murders take place, but certainly the pace of 10,000 car thefts is gang-related. The real Kia boys. And when you're naming your gang after the car you are frequently stealing, that tells you what the mindset is. And the other thing that I would do is... Of course, there's not a single person in administration who believes this. There's not a single person in Columbus City Schools who believes this. I would try to partner with Columbus City Schools, and I would get tough on all kinds of misbehavior in schools. And I would just not put up with anything. Look, I know that when Rudy Giuliani did this in New York, and Michael Bloomberg, by the way, Giuliani was not the only person who did it. Bloomberg did it. Bloomberg succeeded Giuliani, and New York stayed a nice, safe city because... They were advocates of what people have termed broken windows policing. Broken windows policing is simply when you see something bad, you punish someone for it. Because if you punish someone for it, then there's never a doubt in their mind that if I step out of line, I'm going to be punished. If I step out of line, I'm going to be punished. No cash bail and this business we have here in Columbus where kids are taken to juvie after stealing a car and they're out within an hour? What do you think the message is from that? It's like, oh, I, what I did must not have been wrong because I think we're all 
inherently aware in the back of our minds, if I do something wrong, I'm going to be punished. There's going to be a consequence for it. If there is no consequence, why would the things that are supposed to lead to consequence stop? Why would you just keep doing them? Why would you not do more? I got away with this. I'm kind of bored doing it. I think I'll do this, which is a little bit worse. So I'm fortunate that I live, uh, you know, out in the hinterlands where this is not really an issue. Um, But it becomes an issue the more it's allowed to fester and multiply. And I have no idea to what degree, if any, any of these young people were involved in something that would have been considered antisocial behavior. Maybe none of them were. Maybe maybe all of them were. I don't know. What I do know is innocent people die when you allow lives to spiral out of control. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that somebody who does not deserve to be caught in the web of this kind of violence is going to be caught in the web of this kind of violence. Happens all the time. Happens around the country. Remember the guy, what, two weeks ago? He's at Parents Weekend at Marist College. He's in the lobby of a Courtyard Marriott. It's the kind of hotel I would stay in. I have Marriott points. And he's there because he's had kids go through Marist before. I don't know if he was a Marist grad, but my daughter's in college right now. I I, I fully understand that, hey, we're going to go see our son or daughter at college, and it's alumni weekend, or it's parents weekend, and this is awesome. And he ends up dead because some guy who's been a criminal before, long rap sheet, bad luck, good luck, karma, whatever, the two's paths cross. This guy, this criminal, goes into the lobby of a courtyard Marriott. Who knows why he starts firing his gun? But he fires his gun, and a stray bullet hits this guy. Stand-up guy, done everything right, put his kids through school, got another kid at school, and now they're holding a funeral for him. So, the Democrats deem these policies progressive. Uh, I deem them um, evil, regressive, because we're regressing to... Anarchy. And we've never really had anarchy in our country. So, you know, we're basically regressing to pioneer times where violence was the order of the day. You wanted this piece of land. You wanted that piece of land. You killed somebody and got it. I know it's intemperate to mention that that's how Native Americans operated because that's, you know, some kind of phobic. But that is, in fact, how things worked before law and order became the rule of the day. In our country. It's not the rule of the day anymore. Uh, On that happy note, let me digress to the fact that we are now on the cusp of colder weather, which usually means people start to get sick. And guess what's coming back that has not been a part of our lives for two years? This according to our esteemed public health professionals. Oh, that would be the flu. The flu is back. Did you know the flu went away? The flu was cured by the arrival of covid At least that's what we were told. Remember? Oh, COVID numbers are this, infections, deaths. What are the flu numbers? Zero. Because we had bigger fish to fry. We had to test everyone for COVID. And we never bothered to think anything about the flu. But when you have power brought on by COVID and COVID policies and masks and lockdowns and vaccines and boosters, 
you are hesitant to give that power up. Hence, Columbus Public Health Commissioner Dr. Makisha Roberts says that the last two flu seasons have been on the milder side due to anti-COVID measures such as masking and social distancing. I thought masking and social distancing had been proven to have no impact on COVID. Well, it had apparently, according to Dr. Roberts, a debilitating impact on the flu. Or maybe the fact that we didn't test for it might have had something to do with that, too. Or are they admitting the flu and COVID are kind of the same? No, they're never going to admit that. Uh, They say this flu season could end up being the worst in three years. And while it typically spreads in late winter or early spring, Dr. Roberts says she wouldn't be surprised if it peaked early this season because fewer people have caught it the last two years. See, fear worked for COVID, so let's make people afraid of the flu. Alan, you have not read Dr. Roberts' comments. What do you think she advocates for, Alan? Masking and social distancing. And getting a flu flu shot. shot. Yes, of course. Should I get a flu shot? But time out. Time out. Isn't every season's flu a different strain than the last one? Don't bother Dr. Roberts with details. Uh, Okay, sorry. Here's Dr. (laughs) Bruce Vanderhoff, director of the Ohio Department of Health. He says the best way to protect yourself from seasonal flu is to receive an annual flu vaccine. Yes, because we all trust the vaccine so much. In light of recent events, he says it's very important for your older Ohioans and those with compromised immune systems to get a flu shot. And he also says, coincidentally, the annual flu shot is important for the youngest Ohioans to get too. <laughs> well, you know, our of course it is. You know, our president was advocating getting COVID vaccines when the hurricane was coming. Of course, the best way to <laughs> bulletproof yourself for Hurricane season is get a flu vaccine. Get a flu vaccine. I, he Biden has more. This is a little known fact. Biden has more flu vaccine in him than he does ice cream. And he eats ice cream a lot. <laughs> Just unbelievable. They're going right down this road. And we embarrassed ourselves on COVID and everything we told people was wrong. But flu time is here. And let's tell them all that again. Why not? Why not? Do it today. Do it now. Do it now. Whisper, 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 Joe. Yes. Do it now. Thank you. Do it today. Not a joke. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. So, uh, tonight's the big J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan debate, take two. I thought this was interesting from Axios. They noted Tim Ryan in the first debate ripping J.D. Vance on abortion and ripping J.D. Vance on inflation. And they say Ryan's position on abortion is codify Roe versus Wade, but he didn't offer details about what that should look like. Very true. He said Ryan's plan for addressing inflation is he wants a middle class tax cut, but he did not wade into whether tax relief would simply fuel more spending and thus more inflation. That was the one thing J.D. Vance missed in the first debate was when Ryan said, I advocate for a middle class tax cut then say, then why did you vote for 87,000 new IRS agents? Are they on the job to, like, help middle-class taxpayers reduce their tax bill? We will talk with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management at 1230, our normal Money Monday segment. you got to keep your eye on your money these days because... 
Joe Biden's inflation, volatility in the markets, all those kinds of things can eat into, (laughs) more than eat into, can gulp down your retirement savings. I saw a number today that inflation has cost Americans $2.1 trillion in their 401k savings. $2.1 trillion in their 401k savings. But, 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 but. Uh, according to Pete Buttigieg yesterday, I saw our uh, fantastic transportation secretary on one of the Sunday shows. I saw Jared Bernstein at the uh, on another show, Jared Bernstein, the White House economic advisor. Uh, they're all telling us that our economy is robust. It's wonderful. Everything is great. You have nothing to worry about. Uh, well, that message may not be getting through to the voter because last night, uh, the greatest doctor ever, besides Dr. Pepper and Dr. Scholl, that would be Dr. Jill Biden, was an honorary captain for the Philadelphia Eagles last night for their Sunday night game against the arch-rival Dallas Cowboys. So Dr. Jill went out there to midfield early on ahead of the uh, actual kickoff, and the people at Lincoln Financial Field booed her when she was introduced. Uh, she was booed. Now, this is odd in that uh, Joe Biden is an avowed Eagles fan. He's from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, as you know, which is in close proximity to Philadelphia. But one of the races that we're watching very, very closely in the upcoming midterm election is the Pennsylvania Senate race between uh, Quasimodo, John Fetterman, and Dr. Mehmet Oz. Uh, Dr. Oz, he was more than 10 points behind Fetterman for the longest time. Now, as the election has gotten closer and as Fetterman has continued to say that I'm fine and why would you think I'm not fine asking me questions about things? That's like Fetterman talking. I mean, look, nobody's happy that John Fetterman had a stroke And nobody's happy that John Fetterman is apparently having a very slow, halting recovery from a stroke. But all that underscores the fact that he is not capable of serving as a United States senator. He is not capable. He had to last week for an MSNBC interview have the questions translated for him onto a screen by a a closed captioning device. He cannot sit, look at you, understand your question, and respond. That seems like, to me, would be a a quality that anyone going for elected office would need to have. The ability to understand speech and respond to speech. Now, I have heard it said by Democratic apologists in the media, which I repeat myself, that to insist that John Fetterman be able to hear a question and correspond to the question makes you an ableist. An ableist is someone who requires other people to be able to do what they are assigned to do, which to that I would say, Yes, if that's what being an ableist means, then then I am that. I am an ableist. I want everybody to be able 
to do the job they're given. If they're not able, then by definition, are they not unable? And if they are unable, then why would I give them the task if they're unable to do it? Now, some people would say, no, no, an ableist is someone who looks down upon people who are limited. Now, let me just say, uh, I have a brother who is handicapped. My brother is deaf. My brother has been deaf as long as I've known him. But my brother could be a U.S. senator if he wanted to, but he chose not to. But the reason why my brother who is deaf could be a U.S. senator is because my brother can read lips. My brother has a hearing aid. My brother can look you right in the eye, and if you talk to him, and you don't have to, like, slow it down so he can hear. You just say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Everything. You know what? You know what? You know how my brother's hearing impairment worked to my advantage as a young child, Alan Rogers? I don't know. About We'd be this. watching a Cincinnati Reds game, and out would come the manager in some dispute. Oh, I know what you're doing. And he would be yelling and screaming at the umpire, and my brother would start to laugh. Or he would go, whoa. And I would be like, what? And then he would say, wow. Here's what he said. So my brother, thousands of miles away from the manager, screaming at the umpire, could tell me exactly what the umpire said. So while my brother is hearing impaired, he is not impaired from serving as a U.S. senator. And I've heard other Democratic media apologists, which I repeat myself, say, well, you're saying like a blind guy couldn't serve as a U.S. senator? No, I'm not saying that because a blind guy can what? Read via Braille. But John Fetterman can't think, process information at the pace you need to have to be a functioning U.S. senator. So I'm wondering, the fact that Jill Biden was booed lustily last night at a Philadelphia Eagles game, is that indicative of the fact that people in Philadelphia are not aligned Inner city Philadelphia. Now, I know the people in the poorest neighborhoods, but I'm just wondering. Like, if you're a Philly Eagles fan, and I get it, they come from all over the state and whatever, but the, the, the majority of fans at a Philadelphia Eagles game are going to be from Philadelphia proper, from the metro area, are they not? So if they're booing Jill Biden, I'm just wondering, are they going to vote for John Fetterman in the big numbers he has to have from the city of Philadelphia? To beat Dr. Oz. I just, I don't find those two things to be so disparate that there wouldn't be at least some, some degree of appropriateness in considering them as a factor in this upcoming election. Look, I, here's the other thing. What is wrong with the people who love John Fetterman to put him through this? What is wrong, speaking of Dr. Jill Biden, what is wrong with her putting her husband through the ardors of a presidency that he is clearly unable to handle? You know, when people love you, they're supposed to look out for your best interests. Is that what's happening with Fetterman and Joe Biden? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.